0: Hello, welcome to Community Difference Makers, brought to you by Bankers Trust. I'm Emily Abbas, your host. And as you likely know, for nonprofits to make a difference in the community, it truly takes a village. From staff members to the board of directors, volunteers, and community partners, everyone's involvement is vital to make sure important programs and services can function effectively. To help illustrate the importance of key volunteers, we're mixing things up just a bit and have two special guests with us, both a local nonprofit leader and a Bankers Trust team member who is heavily involved with this nonprofit. Today, we have Lance Henning, CEO of Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity, along with Tina smith Fritz, Chief Operations Officer at Bankers Trust and a Habitat board member. They're here to tell us more about their important work in the community. Welcome, Lance and Tina. Thank you for having us. Thanks for being here. Lance, let's start with you. Habitat celebrating 35 years in our community You've been with the organization for 19 of those 35 years. Tell listeners a little bit about Habitat's mission and how it goes beyond just volunteers building houses. That's what most people know. And So tell us the core of your mission, but tell us what more uh, great work Habitat's doing here in Central Iowa.
1: Well, our mission is putting God's love into action and bringing people together to build homes, communities, and hope. And when we think about the work that we do, we are a social service organization and helping to make change in in lives. Uh, We do that through being a construction outfit. And that's the way most people think about habitat for humanity as building houses with volunteers at the same time. We're a community developer. We're doing homeowner occupied repairs through our home preservation efforts. And we are a mortgage originator that we are selling houses and originating the mortgages, an affordable mortgage for the families that are purchasing Habitat homes. And then we also have this retail operation going on with the Habitat Restores, which have been an important part of us being able to invest back into the community.
0: So for for a family that may be interested in applying for a Habitat house, can you give us an overview of the process and a timeline it takes from when they express interest to all the way to moving into that home? And- what's involved behind the scenes and tell us a little bit more about the skin in the game that those families have as well.
1: Well, everybody's working really hard on moving towards home ownership on there. And so someone knocks on Habitat for the Humanities door and right when they arrive and, and are saying, hey, I have an interest in becoming a homeowner, then we make an assessment uh, with a little bit of information that they are able to provide and say, here is where you are on your path to home ownership. And so for many people, that they still have a little bit of work to do to become mortgage ready and so our financial counselors uh, provide counseling coaching and education to help move people from that first interest level to get them to be mortgage ready in that process then people might be reducing debt they might be increasing their savings thinking about what they're going to need to have for savings for the closing costs and and then uh, they start their work towards home ownership going through our home buyer education Doing sweat equity and then and in the process happening on there, they get matched up to a house. So there are uh, usually a list of 10 to a dozen houses that the family is selecting from and trying to make sure it matches them. And then once they are matched up to the house, they're doing sweat equity on their house. They are making selections and choices within the house. So, some of the colors, uh, so things like the flooring, uh, the exterior siding colors, the light package, uh, making it their home. And then we get to the point where we're ready to close. We go back through and spend uh, quite a bit of time reviewing the closing documents, making sure people understand that aspect. And then Habitat-Free Mandy provides affordable mortgage and the family purchases the house. So all that from first knocking on the door and getting people mortgage ready and actually getting to closing uh, really uh, can take somewhere around 16 months up to two years by the time someone comes through the door.
0: And it's so worth it. I volunteered along with families uh, while they're putting in uh, that sweat equity and they're just so proud of being a part of those builds. And I've been at the ceremonies where you hand over the keys to those families and their eyes just light up and they are just so overwhelmed with joy How many families uh, have you helped in your time with Habitat or since Habitat started or on an annual basis? I'm sure that's gone up every year.
1: Well, over our 35 years uh, celebrating our 35th anniversary that uh, we have moved more than 400 families to home ownership. And then our home preservation repair program, more than uh, 2,100 families have been served through things like repairs on roofs, uh, repairs on siding, uh, new furnaces, new water heaters. Helping people to stay and remain in their home. And then uh, through our financial counseling and coaching outside of our home buyer program, more than 330 families have gone through those programs on there. Um, all that is the community helping to support Habitat and make that happen.
0: Wow. Uh, so it sounds like the biggest barriers to home ownership are down payment and debt. What else do most people not know about Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity? And, and maybe mention the recent gift you received and what that will allow you to accomplish. I, I believe it was your largest ever.
1: Well so yeah so when you think about home ownership and the the barriers that are there uh, it really is that cost of housing is a big piece of there and so one in 8 uh, households in Polk County pay more than 50% of their income to be able to cover their housing and then when you think specifically on the home ownership it is that needing a down payment and um, debt sometimes that's too much debt or it's delinquent debt that are a part of really being a barrier for someone moving to home ownership and so all those different pieces are helping people to be able to um, move forward um, when habitats model to help overcome those barriers and get them to home ownership. And so you mentioned our our large gift on there, so we were excited to and really humbled to be receiving a gift from the philanthropist uh, Mackenzie Scott earlier this year, and that gift really is, I think in the in the sense that um, they looked at. Uh, really the organization, the 35 years of success and the foundation that we stand on and the innovation that's been happening as part of their decision making. And so uh, we were 1 of 84 Habitat for humanity affiliates to receive a gift and that uh, is out of 1200. So we felt honored in that aspect. And that is allowing us to create that investment to be able to overcome those barriers on home ownership. It's also making an investment back into the community. Uh, some of our 1st, big initial investments are increasing our acquisition rehab on being able to uh, renovate homes um, that are existing houses that we can acquire and turn them into home ownership. so there'll be more than uh, 3.5Million dollars on being able to do an acquisition rehab over the next 18 months or so. Um, we also on our homeowner occupied repairs and the home preservation. Uh, We'll be investing more than 3 point or more than two point five million next year. Um, And that is really increasing the depth of those repairs and also uh, expanding our aging in place, aging at home, helping people to stay and remain in their homes. And then also being able to look to uh, invest in areas of opportunity um, so that we can be building houses across the entire metro area and helping families succeed by making sure that. Um, They have opportunities in living in all the different parts of the metro.
0: So much great work going on and, and even the ability to do more. Okay, Tina, you're up. Help listeners understand when and why you personally chose to get involved with Habitat.
2: You bet. Well, I was honored to join the board about five years ago. And in talking to other community members, I was really starting to understand the ripple effects of families not having an affordable home, and I wanted to be involved with an organization that was holistically addressing the issue, Um, Habitat's approach to homeownership, how they encompass the – lands touched on the financial literacy, the budgeting, the basic home maintenance, in addition to the sweat equity that home buyers are investing in their future homes. I mean, Habitat really goes above and beyond to offer every resource possible to ensure that homeowners are successful in their home buying journey. Tell
0: us about a memorable experience serving this organization over those five years. Oh, hands
2: down, my favorite memories are the home dedications. They are so emotional for me. I cry at every one of them, um, but watching a family receive the keys to their home that they are so proud to have gets me every time. Every dedication I've been to, um, I'm so touched by the stories that the homeowners share, knowing that every house we build is really changing lives and creating a stronger community. Who wouldn't want to be a part of that?
0: And more than 400 families uh, now in homeownership because of that. So, wow. Um, Lance, earlier, you mentioned the restore. Uh, Tell listeners more about the restores and the impact they have on your organization and within the community.
1: Restores actually were 1st started by the Dowling Catholic high school and entrepreneurial studies class and that uh, it started out. It was open on Wednesday afternoons and Saturday mornings because that's when the class could show up and and help get the store going on there. And now it has grown to uh, 2 full time significant stores that are open 6 days a week. Uh, There's 1 in East Euclid and Des Moines and there's 1 over in urban just north of 100th and Douglas and that those stores are significant and uh, anyone can shop there. Anyone can make a donation thinking about it as building materials that you would find at a big box store. Um, there are like new um, lightly used um, different uh, types of uh, uh, aspects that are getting donated from manufacturers and and. From people's warehouses that are coming, so there's always something interesting at the restores. Where when you go shop there, the inventory is always changing, and that contribution coming back to Habitat, allowing us to invest in the neighborhoods, invest the families, home ownership on there. Um, this year, it'll be the equivalent of 20 Habitat houses, and what the stores are contributing back and into the community on there. Um, so they're fantastic, and that we encourage folks to go check them out.
0: Lance, you probably don't remember this, but I want to say it was 12 or 15 years ago, one of the first times I was at a Habitat build. uh, The team was working on installing drywall on the ceiling, and it was not something I was contributing much to at all. And you grabbed me and said, let's go to the restore. So that was my first exposure to helping sort and and get that ready. Um, You know, Bankers Trust, though, has supported Habitat for many years, including a volunteer challenge earlier this year. Many of our team members participate in builds. Personally, I participated in the executive women's build about a year ago. I built door frames. Uh, Shout out to Susanna DeBaca and Curtie Levy. We were the expert door framing uh, team that day. I know Don Coffin, our CEO, was in the recent CEO build. We've found that volunteering with Habitat is often great team building as well. How can listeners get involved through that kind of volunteerism?
1: Well, anyone can volunteer with habitat and that uh, we encourage people just to reach out. It is uh, really, it is a good team building experience on there. And I think um, a number of folks have mentioned too, as as teams are more separated and in the way they do their hybrid or working from home. It's an opportunity to come together and make a difference together and that so you can give us a call. You can go to our website at gdmhabitat.org. Um, on there, we have a list of opportunities and that uh, we have activities going on year round where we need volunteers out helping us. And so we would love to have anyone from the community to come out and be a part of Habitat for Humanity.
0: It's a lot of fun. And I wear that pink hard hat proudly uh, after that that build. So for my final two questions, I'd really like both of you to chime in. Why do you think it's important to give back to the community to get involved, either through volunteering giving or in other ways.
2: And Tina, um, would you like to respond first? Well, I I truly believe that everyone deserves to have a happy, healthy, thriving community. And by being involved, whether it's through giving or volunteering or both, we're really ensuring that we're leaving our community better than what we found it, which is something that my parents um, taught me that lesson early on in my life. I think it helps create a sense of belonging and a sense of pride And I think it helps you be more informed about what's going on in your community. But for me, most importantly, being a part of a community exposes me to diversity of people and talent and interests whose experiences I really grow and learn from. And I've certainly um, done that being part of the Habitat community.
0: Tina, that's why you're a perfect fit to lead a community bank. Your personal values line up so well with bankers' trusts. Lance?
1: Uh, I think Tina covered it extremely well there on that and I I would add on top of that aspect of. uh, Being able to, you know, be a part of something that uh, growing outside of your normal box. Um, So volunteering gives you that opportunity to see some perspectives that you wouldn't see in your day to day. And, And Des Moines is a great community that already has really kind of set that as a precedent and. Uh, people are giving and generous, and uh, give of their time and give of their resources, and that's why we've got a great, thriving community for the metro area. And so we want to see that continue. And I think uh, anyone that takes the time to give and share um, that that expands really kind of themselves and their heart, and, and that all flows back into us having a thriving community. So I think it's just uh, something that you want to encourage everyone to be a part of and and um, getting engaged um, in whatever their passion is and making a difference in the community.
0: I couldn't agree more. So if there was one thing you wanted listeners to remember about Habitat for Humanity, what would it be? Lance, let's start with you on this one.
1: Well, I think uh, just the one easy thing on there is that anyone can volunteer with Habitat. So uh you know you don't have to be a skilled tradesperson to come out and swing a hammer with habitat we have opportunities on the site we have opportunities at the habitat restore and that uh, we love it if someone just has a willingness to come on out and that we'll have uh skilled people to guide them and and then I, i'll just share too like you know it, it doesn't always end up exactly perfect on um on there we build quality houses with the volunteers um, and there are things that happen along the way, and so I, I'm going to share a board member story that is not Tina. It's not Tina on there. Uh, but Thank you, Lynn. We, we were out on we were out on the site, and we were putting on hardware for the doors on there, and and everybody was doing fantastic. And we had a board member that was helping us um, put the door handles on and that, and they they put it on and they tested it by standing in the closet and pulling the door shut. But somehow they had things backwards and the door couldn't open up. They, it was, they were locked into the, the closet on there. And so we had to help get them out, uh, get the doors off the hinges and get them out. And uh, so it was a little <laughs> bit of fun um, along the way on there, but in the ultimate end, we still ended up with a high quality house that a home buyer uh, purchased and it made a difference on there. So anyone can be a part of habitat skill set isn't there and we welcome them all.
0: Tina are you sure that wasn't you?
2: It was not me but I I will say I'm happy he did not talk about my uh sighting skills because they would rival that story I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tina any final thoughts you want to share to close us out uh anything you want to make sure listeners understand and know about habitat after listening today?
2: Yeah, you know we talk about this a lot but you know what really is a hand up and not a hand out. Until I was involved on the board, I had, I really didn't have a, a good feel for how much work a homeowner puts in throughout their journey to home ownership. And um, it, it is just really rewarding to see um, the homeowners put that hard work in and come out with with a, a home for their family at the end of the day. And that's been rewarding to be a part of.
0: Tina and Lance, thank you so much for joining us today. It was great to learn more about Habitat uh, and your vision to create a world where everyone in our community has a decent place to call home. Thank you for the important work you do to build homes, build communities, and build hope. Also, thank you to our listeners. Remember, you can find our podcast on Spotify or at bankerstrust.com backslash community difference makers. Stay tuned for more of these dual interviews like we had today with local nonprofit leaders and the Bankers Trust team members who support their important work. Bankers Trust, Equal Housing Lender, Member FDIC.